Dr. Saqib here with the Swift Podcast. Three, two, one. Here we go! What's up, everybody? Dr. Saqib here today um, with another episode of the Swift Podcast. It's been a while since I've done one of these, and today I bring on a very special guest um, who I've happened to just come across about two weeks ago. Um, I'm bringing on Brandon Davis Music, and honestly, guys, um, when I heard his first song, and I'm going to tangent real quick off that, it was called Destiny, and it popped up on my news feeds, and I got chilled from this song, and I listened to it a few times. And in my head, I'm like, my podcast, we don't bring on a lot of musicians and stuff. And I was like, I got to bring this gentleman on. As I started stalking his life, because what I do best, I saw another video of, uh, I think your wife was the one that did the video about your story. And that's why I reached out to him and he responded. He was one of the few that responded to me. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, so Brandon, probably giving too much exposure about you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Um, I appreciate you being on here. And I'm really going to hit the ground running with you. And I want to start with that story that you shared with myself, but as well as what your wife shared in your videos too. Man, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, when it comes to our story, man, it's a it's a long one, but it's it's worth every every single part of it because honestly everyone asks like how did how did music take off what what really caused you know caused it to skyrocket what drove me to want to actually get into music and make it a career and you know music has always been a lifelong passion grew up in a musical household and you know it's one of those things that you want to do but you never know quite how to break into it you know, you see everybody posting stuff to Facebook and to YouTube and playing live gigs. And there's always, I guess, a normal way to go about it. And we've tried that. And it's not necessarily what kicked off for us, but it wasn't the fact that we weren't really, you know, hitting the right avenues. It was that we hadn't had that moment where we really devoted time to it. But back in 2019, I got in a pretty nasty car wreck. I got hit on hit head on by a distracted driver. Uh, wound up having to have emergency surgery. My wife, Destiny, hint, hint for the song. Uh, my wife, whose name is Destiny, was uh, pregnant with our fourth kid with three kids sitting at home. And, you know, she had no idea what had happened to me. It had been hours before they ever even allowed me to contact her. And I sat in that hospital bed after surgery had been done and finally had her by my side. And it was one of those moments where everything kind of clicked and you're like, hey, look, life can just be gone in an instant. And I wanted to take that revelation and kind of reevaluate everything because I had so many things that I aspired to do but hadn't done yet, goals and dreams I wanted to chase. And I looked at her, I was like, look, how can I tell my kids, hey, do what you want to do in life, chase after your dreams. 
if I'm sitting here not doing that. So we took that opportunity to kind of refocus on what was important. And music to me was one of those things. We really started driving into it. Like I said, we got on Facebook and YouTube and kind of poured some resources into that. And it hadn't really taken off quite yet. We had a decent amount of traction and got some local gigs, but the pandemic wound up striking not too long after all that took place and everyone got in front of their phones. And you know what happens when everyone's kind of burying themselves into their phone, social media becomes a lot more active. And the digital world was where we kind of found our springboard because she found the app TikTok. And even though I at first was skeptical as I'll get out, all I heard was like ads on Facebook saying, oh, yeah, TikTok, the place to dance, the place to try to be funny. And I was like, I got two left feet and I got dad jokes. That's all I got going for me. So TikTok ain't going to happen. She said, people are promoting music, just saying. I was like. No, I was like, I'm not going to be a TikTok guy. I can't do that. So she had her opportunity to really kind of, you know, take a shot with TikTok when we were coming back from Pigeon Forge. It was Father's Day weekend. She had me in the car with nowhere else that I could go for two and a half hours from the drive back. And she said, I'm going to start recording you and you're going to sing. I don't care what you sing. Sing whatever song, however you want. I'm just going to make the videos. So I started singing, I think Conway Tweedy was the start, but a few other videos before we got home and she started posting and I didn't know this. She was posting stuff to TikTok. And the next day she catches me off guard. I'm standing in the kitchen and trying to get a bottle of water. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And she comes up and says, baby, 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 sing Brad Paisley, sing uh, Dirk Bentley, sing Chris Stapleton. And I just rattle off the first song that comes to mind for each of them. And the next, I think it was the next morning of that night one, she's like, hey, look, I've been posting this stuff to TikTok and we've got some hits, like a few videos of 500 views. And this one I just took, it's got 1600 views. Isn't this amazing? I was like, guess pretty awesome. I was like, we have never had that before. <laughs> and the next day I was asking her to send me login information while I was sitting at work and I logged into the app and all of a sudden that 1600 views had turned into 20,000. And I had a, you know, a little bit of a freak out moment because to me, that was what I considered viral. And all of a sudden, 20,000 like cranked up into the millions and the followers started cranking up into the thousands to hundreds of thousands. And she looked at me and said, look, after about a month, we were 300,000 followers in. We were a few viral videos in. And she said, this is this is blowing up. People are saying they want more. They want to hear your original stuff and they're really wanting to see everything that you've got to offer is music really what you want to do. Because if it is, this is our opportunity. We need to take it and run with it. So that's what we did. We took it, we ran with it. And now thanks to TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, we've grown this outstanding and loyal fan base and a, in a way that I never thought possible. And we've been able to put out so much music. I think we're on our 11th song come uh, Friday, it's Friday the 12th. So that's amazing. It's, it's, in, it's incredible. And it, it's all taken place in a little over a year. That's amazing, man. Um, 
and so my podcast is to share the stories of people that a lot of many people know your story. And I know a lot of my friends that listen to country, the day I heard your song, I think I sent that message out to 25 people. And then the day after you said, hey, I'll come on your show, I sent a message out to 50 more. I was like, guys, you need to watch this because you're going to listen to this episode with him. And I, I want to backtrack a little bit to your to your story in terms of chasing your dreams and the inspiration you have for your kids. So a couple of days ago, I was listening to a, a YouTube video for a motivational speaker and Rick Risby, his father was one that taught him a lesson and his father used to get up at 3 a.m. and never, no one ever questioned him. And his sole purpose of doing that was so his kids can influence and feel the influence of the father. So your, your answer reminded me of that that's that speech in a sense of like that's what you're trying to do man you're trying to influence the change to chase the dreams that you wanted to chase for your kids and i truly respect that and it was just so ironic that that was your answer after i saw this video and i was like i'm making connections here and i'm like this man has such more to your story yes your music is a huge passion and you're a phenomenal singer i will say um and I love it. I love the the passion that comes in there, but there's lessons in every song. And as I was speaking about your music to my, my friends last week, and even today, I was like, guys, I'm really excited about this episode because I don't know what's going to bring, but all I know is that his music has lessons for us to learn from. And one of the bigger lessons I used to talk about in the episodes was COVID, right? COVID was a huge thing and a huge uproar for people who were bed bound. So for you, COVID was probably a good thing in a sense, minus the car accident you were in, but it truly changed your life in a sense, right? So talk to us about the that transition of, you know, getting out of that comfort zone of, you know, you were set in a career working and you weren't really sure about the whole TikTok thing, but you did it. So how do you feel and how was that kind of mental barrier broken down, like that wall that was put up for you? Well, so to kind of go along with that, the, the very first song we put out was actually kind of a way to explain to people how things were going in the time of COVID. So when COVID struck, pandemic hit, everyone's world literally got turned upside down, ours included. And I will admit, yeah, it, it gave us a prime opportunity to really kind of kick this thing into high gear because, like I said, everybody was in front of their phones. But, I mean, I was still working a 45, 50-hour-a-week job, and everything that I knew about trying to get my work done and dealing with contractors and job sites shutting down and everything else, it was – a crazy point in time where you couldn't count on anything. You couldn't count on being able to go to a grocery store safely. You know, restaurants were shut down anywhere. You did go, you had to make sure you had a mask. You didn't want to get near anybody because you never knew who was safe to be around who wasn't. So there was no normalcy. There was no sense of, you know, that familiar day-to-day life. And so the very first song that I actually released to any platform as a full-blown, you know, put it all out there to stream and buy was a song called God Made Angels. And it is a love song and it talks about, you know, making sure that no matter what, you know, you got someone you can rely on, but that's the thing. At the end of the day, you can't count on the world around you. It, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed and 
you know, the weather's going to change in any minute. You never have anything that is set in stone that you're always going to be able to rely on. But there are two things that I've found that I can count on. And that's the ones I love and God. And if I got those two things going for me, then I'm good to go. Pandemic or not, <laughs> I'm solid. So that that's how that's how we tried to kind of push through is really just having that sense to know, look, we've got each other. We're pushing this thing on. And it was, it was difficult because it was like having two jobs at the time you had, you know, the career that I had went to college for. And then you have the career that you love that you're passionate about that you're trying to drive and make the full-time thing. And on top of that, you got all the family time that you still got to work in there, but that's why I love this house because I've got four kids that run around singing the songs. I've got a daughter that is six years old, bringing me little scribbled out, like they're hard to read, but I can read every single word songs that she's writing in her closet with her little pink first act guitar. So it's, it's been amazing. And that, that made everything a whole lot easier to transition because the kids were in it with us. They were right there beside us. They were loving every bit. I've got a two-year-old that knows the word to every song that I have written and released, and I will put him in front of anyone and test that theory. <laughs> That's amazing. No. Absolutely amazing. And I know that as we were talking, one of the bigger inspirations that you mentioned for you was what gets you up is your family. And as you speak about them, I, I can see that the joy you have in your eyes for your kids. And I've seen some of your videos with your kids. Great, great bunch of looking kids like you guys they're awesome. The family is awesome. It's really exciting. So let me ask you, what brought you, I guess this is before pandemic, before the accident, you had this passion for music. You wanted to be a musician. So, and we, we can even touch about the baseball career and so forth, but what got you into music in general? Like, let's go before that. What, 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 who gave you that first, I guess the insight? Well, I mean, music has always been in the family. It's, it was the, uh, you know, the light of the household because my dad and his dad, uncles, cousins, you name it, we've, we've all been in it. I've got a brother that's in it. And my mama and papa, they, they traveled around church to church. She would always have her tambourine. He had his guitar. They were like a little gospel version of Johnny and June. And my dad picked up a bass guitar at like 12 years old and all of a sudden was playing with a church band, playing with little country groups. And it took off for him early as far as the spark and fire and the love for it. And he started writing songs. He's traveled the country, playing gospel music, traveled around doing country music. And uh, even back in 1988, got to open for Garth Brooks before he was really, you know, Garth Brooks. Wow. He had uh, come through town and was playing at Governor's Lounge here in Chattanooga. And my dad's band was the one that got to open that night. But that, that was there from day one. Like, as soon as I was brought into this world, music was a big part of it, along with baseball to boot. So I had two passions that my father drove right into me from the get-go, and I chased after both of them. You know, I was always there when he was playing shows. I'd have gotten talent shows when I was young and uh, gotten the family band as soon as I was old enough and knew how to play guitar well enough to do so. But – you know, I, I, I'm so thankful for him and the fact that he did give me the opportunity to learn what I did because 
I was learning how to write songs when I was an eighth grader in 2007. And so from 2007 all the way to now, whether the songs were good back then or not, I was, I was writing songs and writing them down, recording on old cell phones that I've still got sitting in the garage and shoot voice memo uh, recorders that are sitting in the closet. So songs tucked away everywhere that maybe one day we'll go through the lost notes of, but Thanks to him, I, I was able to find what I'm what I'm I'm honestly thinking would have happened anyway. But I was able to find the passion for music because it came from the man that showed me it's a passion worth chasing. Absolutely. He told me that he may not have made it, but it never hurts to keep trying. And thankfully, we kept trying. Do you ever consider motivational speaking, man? <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, no, kudos to you. Great story. And I, I think the, and it shows in a lot of your music that I was listening to some of your songs before even down the podcast and so forth. Um, there's a lesson in every song. For those of you guys listening, I highly recommend you check them out. Um, and I'll put a link up for you guys to follow and so forth that way. But Last week on one of our episodes on live, we talked about commitment. And today during the afternoon, we talked about complacency. So if you're listening to Brandon speak, um, it kind of speaks. So this week, like this month, Brandon Mountain's Health is pretty huge for us. So a group of us, every week we go live and we talk about certain things. That's why actually the commitment question today, we had a discussion on complacency. Um, I'm going to touch base on that just based off your story. And I want your insight on complacency initially. So we were listening to you speak. It was like you had this job you went to school for contracting and you, you know, you were pretty set in your career and then your wife wanted you to start singing. And there's an initial barrier that you had of like, I'm comfortable. I'm good. I could do this. <laughs> but you kind of tore that wall down with her nudge and she pushed you to it. So what are your thoughts on complacency and use your story to kind of give us that example? Like there's definitely a wall you just broke recently to kind of build your empire in a sense, man. Honestly, I mean, we all get kind of in our own little rut if you want to put it that way, because you know, you get comfortable with things and certain routines. And that was here recently, something that I had to completely break out of my shell of not just musically, but I mean, I had a job that I was guaranteed a paycheck every week. I knew that I'd went to school for the trade and that trade was not something that was just going to up and disappear in a day. But music is not, something that you can always say that, yeah, this is just guaranteed. People are always going to love to listen to me. People are always going to want to, you know, watch my videos and stream my music. It's a leap of faith. You're putting your head, your career and your life and the livelihood of those around you in the hands of a crowd of people that you don't know. And that's live shows that's streaming the whole nine yards. But after many a prayer said, many a conversation that uh, me and Destiny had over, I think, three to four months worth of, you know, back and forth thinking, it's the step that we had to take. It's where God was leading us. It's where our hearts were leading us. And finally, here recently, we got the opportunity to sign a deal that made the, you know, actual nine to five disappear. And music became the full-time thing. And all of a sudden, you know, you're taking that big leap of faith out of your comfort zone. Instead of being complacent with what you've got, 
and said, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to stick here. I'm going to stay in my bubble. Well, we cut the bubble wide open and we're trying to grow out into new pastures. And we've been driving the music up, really trying to just get people involved. And that's between going to shows and, uh, you know, driving streams up, trying to really outreach on every social media platform and show people that, hey, we're here. Here's our story. Here's who we are. We appreciate y'all listening. So it's been a big change, but every single step has been worth it. I was going to ask that same question. You answered it for me. It's definitely worth it, right? The, and I think it's not necessarily, I, I don't think for you, it's, yeah, it's the glory, it's worth it, but also the joy that you're currently having, right? And in, in life in a sense, right? You're, you better uh, believe it no longer that like nine to fives again i work a nine to five and at times it's beyond stressful when i pull my hair out that's why i went bald right and that's where <laughs> that's where that aspect is but the the joy you have you're you're doing something you truly love like i love what i do so it never feels like work in a sense and that's what i think is the most bigger of the success that you have and it was just basically breaking that wall of complacency but also trusting your gut instinct and we've talked about that plenty of times in these episodes um with our listeners about gut instincts and treating that and the second topic we hit earlier this month was commitment and i think you speak the definition of commitment yes i asked for your personal definition in my questions but like listening to your story i think that's the biggest thing is you're the the true definition of commitment is since you went all in, like when you're ready to go, you're ready to go. So often we find that people have a hard time making those commitments for certain things. Right. And even you, you were struggling a little bit in, in the initial commitment aspect until, you know, your wife said, I'm going to do it for you. And then let's see what happens. And you saw it and then boom, there's more commitment. So Talk to me about that process. Talk to me about where your thought was in terms of the commitment process and what you really had to talk to yourself as a, as a male. And I'm saying that more so for great awareness for men's health this month too, but you have a living example of someone who broke his threshold to a whole new level. Um, so talk to me, where, where were you at mentally with those aspects? You know, when, when it comes to anything that you do that's kind of extracurricular or, you know, not, not your average day-to-day task. You, you got, you get in your own head thinking, okay, if I put myself out here, if I'm going to let people listen to what I'm doing or listen to me saying, or, you know, get out of your comfort zone with family and friends hearing you and you get to the people that are going to give you the harsh truth. They're not going to sugarcoat it. They're not going to say, Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just say you're good. You're good. Let's just go with that. You know, you're putting yourself in a position to where someone can say, no, you suck. Go on. There ain't no sense in doing this. Yeah. Or you got the chance of going out there and people saying, no, we love this. Keep it coming. And yeah. that's always a scary thing. But it wasn't so much having the fear of putting it out there, but it was having the fear of putting it out there and just nothing happening. You know, you might have you might reach a small group of people. And that small group of people will say, hey, yeah, we we like what you're doing, but that might be as far as you get. And that it can it can scare you to death to commit to something that in the end might not end up being worth the time that you've put into it. But I'm fortunate and blessed to say that once I got that nudge and started getting, you know, kind of pushed in that direction, I thought about it and thought about it. And 
was like, look, if you don't do it at all, then you're pretty much committing to quitting. Yeah. You're quitting before you even start. So we put everything into it and just said, look, (coughs) if this takes off, it takes off. Thankful for it. And if it don't, we tried. And luckily, we put our faith in it. We put our hearts in it. And it took off and continued to take off. And through that, we've not only built, you know, a great following with music, but I have met so many amazing people, co-writers, I mean, uh, industry contacts and friends that we've made in all these different places we've traveled. I mean, I've, I've seen more of this country in the past year and a half than I got to see in my entire 26 years leading up to that. Wow. And now I'm 28. And in a year and a half, I've traveled to Texas, California, and Washington State, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Missouri, North Carolina, West Virginia. So you name it. I've got a map that I'm trying to fill up with pictures all the places, so I'm trying to keep it straight in my head. (laughs) She, She made this huge map, and everywhere we go, we take a picture, and we stick one on the state that it's from, but once we committed to it, it showed me that you can't really put yourself fully into something. If you're not willing to commit to it, it's just like marriage. It's just like committing to raising children. If you can't put your full self into it, your heart into it and say, look, I'm going to devote everything I've got for this portion of my life into this to make sure that what I'm putting into it, is going to be deserving of what I get out of. That's awesome. Well said, man. I agree with you 110%, right? Commitment takes it to a whole new level. Um, and I want to backtrack a little bit as I was listening to you speak about commitment and, and how that was. You also mentioned there was like a little bit of a fear. And often people don't take a lot of risk in life because there's a fear of failure, there's a lack of time, or there's a, a fear of money not being driven. And you mentioned a little bit of your thought process that occurred like, hey, what if this doesn't work out? What if I just get stopped here? But you didn't really let that stop you. So for the, the listeners listening, um, what is your, I guess, advice on those thoughts? Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, I know a lot of guys and girls that want to launch their career to the next level um, and make big moves. Even for myself, there's oftentimes there's a lot of moves I want to continue to make as I get into this profession, get more involved with things. And I go through those same thought processes at times. And, you know, I, I regroup, I do my thing and get out there. Um, and my listeners know what I've been doing. So how about for you? What were, what were your kind of go-to set things? Really and truly, the, I mean, the go-tos for the go-tos for making it happen is just knowing that we had to we had to put all we had into it to make it happen, and it wasn't so much looking at it from a monetized standpoint, which it led to that. But we got we got to thinking if we're wanting to make something out of this, we have to manage to build it into something that's actually going to be fruitful because nothing when you first start out is ever going to be just out the gate, amazing, ready to go. You've got this, you know, out of this world product that you're ready to, 
just rake in whatever you can off of. But we tested the waters and released our first song back in November of 2020. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, it's out there. See if people actually go and buy it and listen to it. (laughs) Sure enough, they did. And that led to, uh, I think we went, we used to, in order to get music produced, we were going through and doing merchandise fundraisers through custom Inc and saying, look, we're selling hoodies. We're selling hats. If y'all come and buy these, we're taking the proceeds and trying to get it to produce this next song so we can get more music. That was the only way we could do it because I mean, I had a day job, but that was paying the bills. And, And when you're paying all the bills, there's not a whole lot left to pour into music. And so the music started having to, fund itself from the get-go but we had to have fan support to do it and we were very fortunate that by putting ourselves out there and saying look we love you guys if y'all are feeling that love and you want to share some of it back with us buy a hoodie buy a hat buy a t-shirt and help us get more music out to you because that's what we want to do we want to share music y'all can connect with and through that we uh managed to get our second song out, which was step by step. And (coughs) excuse me, which that song that's so special to me in the first place, just because of my oldest two, when I came in the picture, they were already here, but you know, I was able to share a big chunk of my life in that song and be able to connect with so many people all because we had faith in a dream and other people had faith in that same dream and allowed us to take something that started out as nothing and turned it into something a lot more. But we had to believe in ourselves and believe in what we were doing to actually get to that point. That's amazing. Great stories. Um, with that, folks, for the last half hour, he's been nothing but a bundle of joy to talk to with so many different life lessons without this. And I'm honestly sitting here like I am beyond grateful for one that you responded and two that we brought you on this episode because the people have gotten a lot of education knowledge. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with Brandon with you guys. So guys, for the last half hour, we've heard Brandon's story, Brandon's journey, um, a lot of valuable lessons within his story and it goes far beyond music of what he's presented to us. And if you've been following Swift podcasts in general, and just this past month with the work we've been doing on Instagram about men's health, um, the biggest two topics we discussed this week were complacency and commitment. And this man is the living definition of commitment in my eyes from his work and everything he's had. So Brendan, we talked about over the break, the floor is all yours on your three pieces of advice um, for those two topics that we discussed today. So for commitment, number one, when it comes to commitment, it, one thing you have to always bring into, the, into account is being faithful because it's not just going to go towards a career, but this is in everyday life. This is in, you know, the love for anyone you're, you're with, your family, your friends. Stay faithful. Stay true to who you are and show that faith through who you're trying, who you're trying to emulate as a person. You don't need to be anyone but yourself. And if you're yourself to everybody and you're giving them a faithful image of who you are, who you see, who you're seeking to be 
on a daily basis. That's all you need. It's faithful commitment. Another portion of commitment is also staying, staying vigilant at any task you're trying to do. So with us in music, you know, every day I wake up and I'm number one, I'm thankful for the fact that I get to do what I do, but we're trying to make sure that we're always staying on top of it because no matter what job you have, a job is a job. And same goes for with, you know, your family as well. You got to wake up and always put your all into what you're doing. If you stay at it, stay vigilant and really put all your effort focused on making sure that at the end of the day, you've done all you can do to ensure that you've done a good job, whether that be a good job, you know, taking care of your family by making dinner that night or taking out the trash or, you know, making sure that you've gotten all the tasks complete at the, the job at hand for the day. It's making sure that you have put every, every bit of effort you can put forth, 110%, 120%, whatever percent you want to put out there. You've put everything you've got into it, and it can be seen. And the final point for commitment is staying committed because it's not something that you can just hop on and say, okay, well, I'm committed today, but tomorrow, uh, I'm not so much worried about tomorrow. No, if you're going to commit to something, you have to stay at it because it's not truly a commitment if you're willing to quit at any given moment. So stay faithful, stay vigilant, and stay committed. Love that. Absolutely love that. Three really solid pieces of advice is that I love the last one. I think that we touched based on that last one too, is like gratitude. It starts with gratitude. He says the first thing he says is he wakes up and he counts his blessings and he's able to do what he loves to do. And he's continued to do that. Um, with that being said, he does have a special present for all our listeners today, including myself, um, for one of the songs that led me to his page. And just again, a song that speaks not only commitment, but dedication, but also speaks faithful. It speaks so much more to that. So, Brandon, the floor is yours. Um, I'm going to zip my mouth and just listen with the gaze in my eyes and take it away, brother. So this song that I'm going to play a portion of, this is called Destiny. And to give you all a quick story behind it, me and two of my really good friends, Kyle Clark and Alex Pennington Smith, we sat down and I brought an idea to him saying, look, I want to write a song about the unconventional life that I've got. You know, the, the stories that you just can't make up because how everything has happened for me and my wife, it's definitely not been in the order or the fashion that you would expect it. You know, I, I met her and we already had two kids in the picture. We got together and before we even got married, we had a third kid on the way. Then we got married. And in the midst of all that, everything just kind of went out. Of, it was out of order. It was not your everyday, you know, typical storybook family, but it was ours. Yeah. And it's what, it's what made us perf uh, perfectly us. We're not perfect but we're the perfect fit for each other. And this song is telling our story. It's telling, you know, it talks about the car crash. It talks about, 
how she got me into music. And to me, it's, it, even though so many people have shown me that it connects with them, it's amazing to me that a song is so personal to me. I have had so many countless people tell me how it relates to them and how it really has kind of sparked something in them through the lyrics that I thought were only going to pertain to my life. Absolutely. So without rambling on any further, I'm going to play all a portion of my song, Destiny, uh, named after my beautiful wife. <clears throat> <laughs> to say is wow every time i hear that chorus it's just wow after wow and with that being said it's destiny and it's unpredictable and this episode has been nothing but that with the the joy the stories um the different emotions that you've, you've spent your time with us at this late hour i can't thank you enough for coming on man um i truly appreciate the lessons you've taught me today and that you're teaching our listeners um, I wish you nothing but success in this career, and I'm, I'm going to be following. And I've been told already by a few friends in Jersey to make your way to Prospectors or some sort of BT Pavilion, because you will see us in the front line for sure. Um, thank you for coming on, brother. I appreciate it. Man, I appreciate the opportunity and cannot thank you enough for having me on. Looking forward to uh, hopefully another chance we can get on here and chat for a little bit. Absolutely. We'll, we'll bring you back on. And with that, folks, this concludes today's episode. I will catch you guys on another episode of the Swift Podcast. Thank you. All your life.